Welcome back to the final edition of the BC Buckets podcast for the 2020-2021 season. This is Matt Gall joined here by head coach Mark Spaghera on Zoom on a very cold and, and rainy Sunday. Uh, I suppose it could be worse. We could be getting two to three feet of snow like they are out west. Uh, I know we're supposed to get a little bit maybe later on, but all things considered, I'll take the rain. Yeah, you ain't lying, Matt. I, I was telling you before we started recording, I've been on the road recruiting a lot here the last two weeks. It's actually been nice weather, which is kind of a double-edged sword. It's nice to drive when it's sunny and nice outside, but probably missed a couple of days where we could have been on the golf course too. Yeah, they're starting to open up. I think I saw Lamar's is maybe open, Vermillion's open. So yeah, we'll see. It's, it's always nice to have that stuff popping up early in March. Now I know that we could still get slammed with a good snowstorm for the end of the year, but We'll oh take- yeah, there's a good, there's a good chance of that still happening. <laughs> I try not to think about it, but you and I both know better. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, uh, we do have some basketball to talk about, and uh, it's been a couple weeks since since we talked, and we were kind of letting things wind down with the GPAC tournament and seeing how things shook out um, with postseason awards and those sorts of things. So I guess to catch up and recap, uh, Briarcliff's uh, GPAC tournament came to an end uh, against Northwestern up in Orange City, a game that I thought uh, was, was a, again, one of the better games. Towards the end of the year, it seemed like you guys were just playing some of your most consistent full 40-minute efforts. And I thought this was another one of those. Unfortunately, uh, Northwestern came out on top, but nothing in that game to me, it was anything that, that the guys should have hung their heads about because it was a, a, a very well fought match. Yeah. And, and I agree with what you said, Matt, if you, if you really look back at the full season, you know, if I had to pick out a couple games that I would say were our best games, that Northwestern conference tournament game is right there from the get go. We were playing well, we were making shots. I thought our offense really clicked early in that game. And, um, you know, defensively, they are, a, they're a beast to deal with. You know, we got a great big guy in Van Callsby, got a couple guards who can really make plays and really hurt you. And, uh, you know, the second half at one point in the game, I think I even turned to Forbes and, and said, it just feels like we've been down two this whole second half. And I thought we were one turnover for a layup or, turnover for a kick out three away from maybe turning the tide and we could just never get that one big play or you know maybe we needed two big plays in a row um to do that but you know our guys fought they battled defensively um in a game where we were we were outsized quite a bit but it it was it might have been the best game we played all year and you know as as hard as it is for a season to come to an end and and to go in that locker room and talk to the guys the one last time you know, I was pretty dang proud of, of how our guys played down the stretch. And, you know, unfortunately, that was – you said it, Matt. We, we played some great basketball down the stretch. We really did. And I think if you – you know, I've had a couple of weeks now to, to think back on things. And since Christmas break, um, actually about a week before, we played pretty dang good basketball. Um, and, unfortunately, it just didn't show up in the, in the win column because we lost a lot of close games. You know, you look at the conference tournament. You think about the Jamestown game, they beat us on a buzzer beater. You think about the Dort game, last game of the regular season, we had the ball uh, with six seconds left with a chance to, to tie or win. And, you know, I know we're going to talk about looking ahead, but that's something that we have to, you know, figure out as we as we move forward into an offseason and eventually into next season, because if, if we can find a way to win those games, we're going to have a chance to be pretty dang good next year. But I back to my main point, I was really proud of how our guys played down the stretch. They fought, they stuck together. Um, and, and we got better. We got better the whole second half of the year, in my opinion. And, and that's, that's the sign of a good team. That's a sign of, uh, of tough kids. And, and that's really exciting as we start to, to look forward now. 
Well, Northwestern went on to win the conference championship uh, against uh, Mount Marty, which was, was kind of a, a fun little run to follow uh, on social media. You know, they put together a nice tournament and, you know, surprised some people there. But so, you know, fast forwarding then to the all-conference team, uh, we had a few guys who were recognized with the postseason awards. Jane Klein Hesslink was a second team all GPAC player. And then uh, Quinn VC and uh, Ethan Friedel also were honored as honorable mention picks. So, you know, we talk about the individual accolades every year and what that means for the individuals versus what that means for the team. But, you know, coach, what can you say about these three guys and the seasons that they put together? Well, you know, I, I've always said that, the you know, when you get that kind of recognition it's a byproduct of of the team this year in, in some ways it probably hurt where our guys ended up because our team was so balanced and we didn't necessarily have somebody that just stood out averaging 20 plus a game or anything like that and you know Jaden was really consistent for us this year we ran a lot of our offense through him I, I put a lot on his shoulders this year and I thought he did a really good job of handling that and you know I, I thought you know he was a guy that maybe could be a first teamer uh, but probably going to be a second teamer. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice jump for, for him from what he's done. This is his third year of being an all-conference pick in some way, shape, or form, you know, and I think it's a good motivator for him because I, I think Jaden's a first-team all-conference player. And as we head into next year, you know, that should be a good motivator for him. Um, and then, you know, Quinn DC has an honorable mention pick. You know, Quinn made a huge jump. We talked about him a few times this year. You know, he he played maybe – 40 meaningful minutes last year as a freshman and this year he started every game and and I think he played the second most minutes for us and you know he started a little slow offensively this year but after Christmas he averaged almost 16 a game for us he was our leading scorer after Christmas and uh you know so a well-deserved honor for him and and something he can build on and and should be a huge confidence boost for him moving forward and then Ethan you know that's that's his fourth all-conference recognition and that's there are not a lot of guys who can say that. Um, we've had a handful of them, but pretty impressive. And and thing about Ethan is you look at his final career stats, and he scored almost 1,400 points. He's third all-time in three-pointers made. He missed, I think, 11 games as a junior, and he played the last probably 40 games of his career at about 80%. You know, his ankle was just never the same um, after he hurt it last year. And, you know, you feel bad for Ethan – because he was on pace to, to have a pretty dang impressive career. And, and he still did. Um, but, you know, I'm sure there's going to be times where I'm going to look back and think, what if, you know, Ethan never hurts his ankle and he's healthy his whole career. Um, but I tell you what, he, he did a heck of a job handling that um, this year. And, and we moved him to the six man role. He did a great job there um, and still just competed every single night. And, you know, I think he and I both knew he was never fully right um, and that ankle was always bugging him, but he did a great job fighting through it. Um, you know, so a couple of those guys should be a great confidence boost. And then, you know, for Ethan, just a great way to end his career as a four-time old GPAC player. Well, coach, let's talk about the NAIA tournament. I think you uh, had told me before we started recording that you had an opportunity to go down to Omaha and watch some of the games down there. You know, this is the first year where the prior two divisions have been combined now into just one division in the NAIA. Uh, and so, you know, remind the listeners kind of how this format works and, you know, in your observation, what you thought the experience looked like in terms of the regional tournaments and then 
the final 16, you know, moving on to a one location in Kansas city? Well, it's, it's a question that I'll do my best to answer Matt, but it's, to be honest, it's probably a year away from having a great feel because even, you know, with all the changes just within NAI basketball this year, you throw COVID on top of it. And it wasn't quite the same because we're supposed to have 64 teams at 16 regional sites of four and the 16 winners go to Kansas city. Well, they cut that down to 48 this year and they had 16 pods of three where the one seed in each pod got a buy basically had to win one game to get to the final 16 in Kansas city. Um, and so it's, it's been an interesting year and, and I don't know if we talked about this, but I am on the national ratings committee, um, for the top 25 that comes out every couple of weeks. And so it's been interesting because those of us from former division two conferences, um, maybe don't have a, a really firm understanding of the former division one conferences and vice versa. And so it's been interesting how we navigate that. And, um, so for me to go down to Omaha and watch that was was interesting. Um, you know, it was a mix of former D1 and D2 teams. Uh, Jamestown was there out of our league. Um, and then, uh, you know, Bellevue, who we play regularly, was at the pod as well, and then some other teams. But, uh, you know, it, I think it's going to be a really good change. There's some kinks that need to be worked out um, at the national level, in my opinion, um, to make it run a little bit smoother. Um, but I think – with a year under our belt and next year going to the full 64 team field, I think it has the potential to be really awesome. You know, it, the, the Omaha pods were at uh, the Sokol arena, which is where the Creighton women play. And it's a great facility. I'm talking beautiful facility. And in a, in a year without attendance restrictions, you know, I was just thinking to myself, man, if we could get to play here, we could bring a ton of people from Sioux city. It gets loud in there. Even, you know, Jamestown probably had a hundred fans there. Um, yesterday and it was loud in there and so I'm thinking man if we can bring 500 down from Sioux City we could get this place rocking so I think it has the potential to be pretty awesome as we move forward and honestly the other thing I, I was thinking about was you know and it's frustrating you know just I think we're pretty close um, as a program right now we talked about we did not win a lot of games versus the top teams in our league but we played every single one of them incredibly close and, you know, I watched Jamestown yesterday beat the number three team in the country by double figures in a game that they led basically from five minutes in through the rest of the way. Um, and that's a team that took a buzzer beater to beat us. And, you know, and that's a message I'm going to tell our guys as we start our spring workouts here this week is that, you know, we're close, but it's not going to be easy. You know, it's going to be hard. We're going to have to put in a lot of work. We're going to have to make some sacrifices but we're, we're close and playing in our league prepares you. I've said that a hundred times. Um, and I look at Jamestown, you know, they finished in a three-way tie for third in our league and they have a really good, really nice team. And they went down, beat Bellevue by 17, turned around the next day and beat the number three seed in the tournament by 12 in a game that they controlled. And out of those 16 teams now in, in Kansas city, you have two G pack teams. And in my opinion, we would have had three, but Northwestern had an injury to, to one of their top guys that I think really hurt them in their game last night to get there. Um, but, you know, two GPAC teams in the final 16. And if you look at it, it's, it's actually a 50-50 split of former Division One teams and former Division Two teams that qualified for the final 16, eight and eight. Um, and I, I was really interested to see how that would break down um, because I've always felt that 
from a basketball standpoint, there's not a huge difference. There's definitely a stylistic difference between how some of the former D1 leagues play versus how some of the former D2 leagues play. But there's really good basketball everywhere. And I think as we, uh, we get a feel for that, the, the, the process is going to be a lot smoother than it was this year to, to get ourselves to those 64 teams. Well, you alluded to the off season. So that's, you know, where we're at now. And, and you just said that spring workouts will start uh, this week already. So what do spring workouts entail? And, uh, you know, at what point will you start getting some of the incoming guys for next year involved? I, I presume this summer, but uh, what, how does the process look like from now until really next August? Yeah. So, so right now our primary focus is in the weight room. Um, we'll start our off-season lifting program on Tuesday. Uh, we have a new strength coach um, who started in January, Coach Kiefer. Um, so I'm really excited to have him working with our guys this off-season. Um, so we'll do that three, four times a week here throughout the spring. We won't do a whole lot of basketball stuff. We might take a week or two here in April and get on the floor with the guys a little bit and, and start to experiment with some, some ideas we have for next year. Um, but reality for us is the majority of our guys are going to be here this summer. And so we'll, we'll get a good eight, nine weeks of, of summer workouts in as well. And that's, that's a good time to get a lot of basketball work done. Um, so we won't do a ton this spring, but you know, right now, and I've told our guys, every single one of them for the most part can afford another 15 pounds on their frame. Um, and so we need to get bigger. We need to get stronger. Um, and I think, when you do that together, there's a, a collective toughness that comes with putting in that time together in the weight room at 6 a.m. three, four times a week. Um, so that that's kind of where we're at right now. All right, Coach. Well, we'll uh, you know we'll probably follow back up here in a few weeks and talk about how the spring's going, and then maybe talk a little bit more about how recruiting went and some of the guys who are coming in. But uh, you know, one thing we we have to make sure we don't miss out on is an opportunity for you to share a life rule. So what do you have this time around? Well, you know, I spent a lot of time at state tournaments, uh, regional tournaments over the last couple of weeks watching high school basketball. And COVID aside, as we need to be socially distanced, um, when you're in a, a big arena, you know, like the Wells Fargo Arena at the Iowa State Tournament or Pinnacle Bank Arena at the Nebraska State Tournament, unless the gym is absolutely packed, which it's not right now, leave a seat or two between you and other people. You know, it's just more comfortable. You know, there's plenty of space. We don't need to be crowded on top of each other. And again, I'm saying COVID aside, this is a life rule. Just leave a little buffer zone between you and other people. We don't need to be packed in like sardines unless it's absolutely necessary. I've got to tell you a related story. Uh, one time some buddies and I were heading out to Denver to do some skiing and I got there a day early. So I was just killing some time basically. So I went to a movie. I can't even remember what movie it was to be honest with you, but I'm in a, a movie theater at like 2 PM on a Tuesday or something like that. And so I walk in, I grab a seat, you know, right in the middle, about midway up because that's kind of where you want to sit. Yeah. That's a sweet spot. It's the sweet spot. It's directly eye level, not too close, not too far. I'm not kidding you. I'm the only one in the theater. A lady walks in probably a 50 year old lady who was not going to be denied her spot in the middle of this theater at straight at eye level. And she sat right next to me. And I, just, my first thought is, are you kidding me? Like it's an afternoon I'm by myself. I'm kind of on vacation. 
no kids to worry about anything like that. I just want to stretch out and watch a movie. And this lady's going to sit right next to me. And she actually turned out to be like super friendly, a huge movie. Buff, and uh, it was an enjoyable experience, but I mean, come on as a, it's, unne- it's still unnecessary. It should be a halo or right. an, yeah, where, where you just got to stay away. I agree with you hundred percent. Let's uh, let's wrap up here with uh, some shout outs and I'll go first. You mentioned this a couple GPAC teams are, are still alive in the national tournament. So I'll throw a shout out to those programs. I don't know how many of their fans uh, listen to this or not, but uh, you know, I think it's great to have the GPAC represented. I think it's great for the conference in this part of the country to highlight the high quality of basketball that's involved. And it really says a lot about the other teams in the conference too, who, who push those teams night in and night out. So, uh, you know, I hope, I hope they do well, obviously, and hopefully next year, you know, that can be Briar Cliff. Yep. I, I would echo that hundred percent. And, you know, as much as we want to beat each other during the regular season and there's some huge rivalries and all that, it's good for our conference when our conference teams do well. And obviously we would love to be a part of that. We've been a part of that in the past. Um, we hope to get back to that next year, but you know, I, I'm, I'm really happy for coach Neville and coach Sykes right now that they get to advance. And obviously the whole conference is, or at least should be rooting for them um, as they move forward. Cause that's great for our league um, for future national tournaments. Um, and my shout out, and I've done this before, but I'm going to do it one last time. Our, our players this year, get my shout out. It was a weird year. It was a hard year in a lot of ways. Um, our guys did a great job of just weathering through COVID, weathering through some ups and downs of the season and continuing, like I said, to get better all the way to the end and play our best basketball at the end of the season. So shout out to you guys. Yeah. One last shout out to all of our listeners. You know, we appreciate everyone who listens to this. It's something that coach and I put together a few years ago, just as an opportunity to, to keep people plugged into the program. And it gives me an opportunity to, to stay involved with the program. So uh, we appreciate everyone who's listened. Like I said, we'll, we'll try to get one more out yet this, this school year at some point uh, before we head into the summer. All right, coach. Well, anything else uh, before we wrap things up here? No, appreciate the listeners. Um, we'll be back for at least one more here this spring. Sounds good. Well, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, stay tuned. Make sure you keep uh, your, your subscription to this podcast going. You'll see one pop up in your feed here uh, in a few weeks. So on behalf of coach, uh, and myself wish y'all well stay warm uh, this cold week hopefully we'll be looking at summer here soon and uh, we'll talk to you later